all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Man, that's a bad Elvis impersonation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, lemonade. <laughs> now, I heard somebody say that one time. Elvis Presley. When he was actually supposed to lemonade. Can I have some of the lemonade? Oh, stop it, Joe. Oh, man, come on. I'm getting corny and cornier, you know. <laughs> Just having fun here. Hey, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Like that? I do too. Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Quick topic. Quick topic. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Real Talk Show. No news. Nothing like that. No special topics. Nothing. I will not be doing no news or no special topics for a calendar or so. Whatever that's going to be. A, a, a few weeks unless it's something that really needs to be announced on this show. Let me tell you what I'm talking about for my new listeners or my curiosity listeners. I will be taking somewhat a step back. Not in a negative way, a step back from Body of Christ Real Talk on the podcast. You know, no, I'm not stopping it. I'm not quitting and I'm not giving up on the ministry. This is a lifetime walk with me, so I'm not giving up on the ministry. I will be doing the word of God and teaching the word of God as long as I'm on this earth, even when I if I die before or when the church is raptured away, when I'm gone to the heavenly places, you know. I will be doing ministry one way or the other. But I have several ways to do things. Some ministry and some the better myself. In the very near future, which is well the very now future, let me say that now. On my 400 podcast, this is podcast 399. I have done 399 shows. Yay! So that's pretty good for someone just been in it maybe close to two years or so like that. I'm not sure. Around that way. This is 300. This is the 399 ninth show that I will be doing. I never thought I'd do this many. I, I, I'm honest. I never thought I would be doing 399 shows. See. And that's the beauty of doing podcasts. You know, you don't have to meet up in a lot of groups and wait for somebody to show up or whatever like that or who's going to show up or who's going to not. And, you know, you know, the car broke down or the bus broke down or nothing like that. The beautiful part about that, that you can just let go on a podcast and do it, you know, once a day or even five days a week. You know, that's the thing about the podcast, whether you're doing ministry or anything, you're trying to help somebody or, you know, uplift somebody or motivate somebody. This is what you can do with the, a podcast show. 
we've messed up. That's the very good things and the pros. There's a lot of pros of doing podcasts. Now, the cons is you got to stay on it. You have to stay on it. You know, you have to learn, know how to stay on it because that's the only way you're going to get some type of attention. You have to stay on it. And how do you stay on podcasts? You, whatever you are, you are talking about or you like talking about, you must be passionate about it. You must be passionate about it. It has to be something that you like doing. You just can't jump on podcasts and get to talking because it will not last. I didn't even not know. Did not even know that the average podcast only lasts about, what, a few months to six months. I really didn't. Podcasts are dying every day, you know, different ways. They don't last a long time. It takes work. It really takes work to get yourself out there. And I found this out myself. It takes work to find your niche. See, I didn't know all this stuff before I started. Niches are very important, you know, when you're trying to reach out and find a certain audience. It's a certain niche that you're looking for And that's, that's going to help me in the future Because what I was just doing I was just throwing my stuff out there Facebook and whatever like that And everybody was not interested Even close members was not interested Of what I have to teach when it comes to the Bible And a lot of that got to do with what I, How I teach and what I believe The Bible is saying Rightly dividing a lot of churches And a lot of believers Just don't agree with that I know that they don't even like the word dispensation. They don't like that. So it has something to do with that. That's okay. I'm cool with that. We can agree to disagree on the basics anyway. Now, I, I'm learning about niches. I'm learning about, you know, terms like genre. What type of genre? In other words, what are you, what are you talking about? What are you going to be teaching? Whatever endeavor you pursue, what are you going to be teaching okay it's very important to podcast and when you have that passion and it might not be podcast it might be radio or it just might be one-on-one you know but whatever it is you still got to have a passion or you will not last you just can't do it because you want you you, you know you think you're a good talker so you think you can just teach and talk about anything no it does not work like that without that passion you won't last long you will be looking for an audience and you, you, if people been in this podcast, let me give you an example, like me, for close to two years. There's people been in the podcast close to two years. And some of them have close to 10,000 to 20,000 downloads and maybe about 5,000 or 10,000 followers or, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, whatever like that. Then you got some that don't have no followers. You know, or a lot of downloads and stuff like that. I have, I have downloads, but I don't have a lot of followers on Body of Christ Real Talk anyway. Now, I'm not ashamed to say that. Is it a failure? No. And reason, it would be a failure to a professional podcast that's really trying to grow an audience for a financial reason. It would be a failure for them. Therefore, they will not last. But I didn't get into podcasts for that. I got into podcasts because I love teaching the Word of God uh, uh, talking about worldly events on this podcast And then looking at it through the lens of a Christian And giving it a biblical perspective That's why I like doing this podcast You know and everything like that I'm more bored, I'm more free And I feel like I'm more in control of what I got to say You know And that's what I like about podcasts And, and, and the reason I can do that Because of my passion 
for information. I call myself an awareness person to get the information. The most of the things I talked about on my podcast, I had the passion to talk about it. Not because I liked everything I was talking about, but I had the passion to get it out there either for a warning or getting information out there to help somebody and lift them up. Whatever it is, just like a newscaster, you got to have a passion to get news out there. Not mess. That's why I call it real talk. It's real talk with no holes barred without the profanity. Getting the news and stuff out there and looking at it in a biblical perspective the best way I can because I'm not right all the time. So that's why I say it like that. In a biblical perspective the best way I can. Okay? Now, about this being the 399th show, I'm going to do another show that I'm going to just lay back. You know, not, not retiring. But I'm I'm moving towards something else. I'm adding other things. I can try to do it all, but I feel myself getting burnt out because what and plus I still work. And until that time comes that I can give more freedom to what I want to do, ministry and business and stuff like that, I cannot keep holding all these plates. Doing two podcasts, adding on a little radio, uh writing books now, ebooks and stuff like that. I would not even try now, especially what I'm working. If I was not working, I might. But I have to say to myself, do I have to do all that? No, I don't. I do not have to do all that, do all that but I can add different things in. Now, what for the ones that know what I'm talking about, I'm not giving up podcasts. You know, I'm not giving up that. But my... Uh, the stuff I talk about will be more shorter. It will not be lo- a lot of information. I have a lot of content already on here that will keep a lot of people going. It's not a, a lot like others, but it's, you know, I think 400 shows. I think 400 shows is pretty good for a Joe like me for the close to two years that I have been doing this, that I can keep shooting it out there or somebody can request it and everything like that. Now, let me give you an update on those two years of my podcast. I have not got really no comments only for a few people. That's because I'm not really out there and I'm still learning and I haven't really marketed like I should. So still a lot of people don't even know nothing about my show. It's so much out there that want to hear what I got to say. And do you got the crowd out there that don't want to hear what I got to say? For one reason or another, they just like they just might not like my show because of the sound. I don't edit enough. The crazy snorting that I do sometimes. Sometimes I get up here and clear my throat and I try to move the phone. You hear all kind of gross things you don't like or you might hear me messing up or, you know, it's too much sound and noise and everything because I just let it go. And a lot of people do not like that, especially the professional podcasters, podcasters that love to cross cross every T and dot every I. And I'm not like that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm not like that. So it's different reasons why I didn't go off that. But I think the number one reason is because I didn't market myself out there. And the number two reason is a lot of believers and a lot of people that save don't agree with my content. So I don't think that's a real big part, but that's part of it too as well because I shoot it out there. And I, I don't run tests, but I can tell who give me feedback and who don't. See, because you can go somewhere and you can look on different Facebooks and stuff like that. And you notice when it comes to believers and unbelievers, when it comes to the traditional uh, type of teaching and stuff like that, you get the, they get the big crowds and get a lot of amens and stuff like that and whatever like that because they're used to that traditional uh, throwing any type of verse out of the Bible and applying them 
applying it to themselves type of teaching and preaching on Facebooks and, you know, different groups and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. I understand it. So they talk back with each other because they can relate because it's familiar. You see what I'm saying? It's familiar. It's very familiar. What do I mean by that? They they used to hearing that traditionally, this type of talk, this type of preaching and stuff like that. You know, it's usually familiar. What I talk about and others talk about and teach about, it's not familiar with the church I'm talking about. Not the unsaved. It's not familiar. It, it makes more sense to the unsaved than to do to a traditional person that's saved. You see what I'm saying? So it's not traditional it's not familiar the majority of the church is caught up in familiarity that's why they were most of the time they will agree they talk alike they sound alike they, they mimic themselves you know they mimic themselves so the majority of the listeners of doctrine are caught up in familiarity and also it depends on your denomination whether you're Pentecostal whether you're Baptist whether you're Oneness whether you're Catholic whether you're Lutheran they all caught up in familiarity so if it doesn't sound like what they used to hearing or it's not the right type of sugar that they used to eating out of anything else will be either a threat to them or they're going to consider it false teaching because of that bondage of familiarity, okay? Now, I didn't mean to get on it. I can't help with teaching and everything. I don't want nobody thinking I'm putting them down, okay? But those are the directions that I would be moving in in the future. Now, let me tell you my other excited part besides ministry that I'm dabbling in now is writing books. Not novels and Long trying to be the best author. People too stuck on trying to find the best sellers. If that ever happened, it's just going to happen. Not because I covered it. It's just happened. But I'm not looking for that. A lot of my information is going to be the type of information that ain't got nothing to do with money. See, it has to do with just getting the information out there in a, another way besides podcasting. Stuff like that. And what I will be doing and or dabbling with, I'm giving it a try and see how it go, Lord's willing. I would be writing a lot of fictional books, but it would be pertaining to the word of God. All my fictional books, I'm letting you know in advance, whether I write it or whether I put it out there, but I'm talking about the ones I write, would be based on, it would be fiction, but it would be based on the concepts of the word of God. Because sometimes a lot of people... That's the only way they can relate, especially a lot of young people. They can relate their way. And this way, the books that they will be reading will be related to the Word of God. Therefore, the Word of God will be somewhat, to some of them, uh, it will be somewhat easier to explain the Word of God when you put them together. You know, it's like using a book as an allegory, a story before the real story. That's how my books is going to be somewhat like. A story that's a make-believe story to make a point of a true story, like allegorically speaking. You understand what I'm saying? Or using in a metaphor way. That's, those are the little short books. I'm not going to be doing this all the time, but that's what I would be getting out there. Because the reason I'm doing this, and I'm just being honest, because of the advanced technology that I don't have to do a lot of things. My 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Henson Shaving.com slash holiday.